Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Scott Bartnick, founder and CEO of Otter PR. How you doing today, Scott? Good. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thanks for spending some time with Business Ninjas. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Otter PR. Okay, sure. Uh, my name is Scott Bartnick, co-founder of Otter PR. We were founded about three years ago. Um, my background, I'm an engineer. I was actually working for a Fortune 500 company in their leadership development program. Um, moved from state to state doing different roles with them as part of a kind of an internal consultant, per se. Really found that it wasn't for me, but was able to learn a lot through that process and actually quit my job after three years. Uh, moved overseas to Asia and started kind of my entrepreneurship journey. Uh, I really started in e-commerce and was looking for all those fads, you, you know, Amazon drop shipping, anything that would kind of help me survive. And I actually stumbled upon media relations and found that, you know, my Amazon businesses, which I still run and still do pretty well. Um, the thing that people saw the most of and were most interested in was the PR that I was able to get them because I was getting national recognition for these brands that were very small. I mean, I was making under six figures and I was still getting featured on top tier publications. And people were like, well, how'd you do that? How'd you do this? And so kind of Otter between me and my business partner came out of just people requesting. They're just, hey, can you help us with this? Or what's your idea on this? Or how would you pitch this? Um, and so I don't have a traditional PR experience or background. Uh, and that's kind of, I think what actually led to Otter's success is, again, I'm an engineer. So we took Otter and really went through it with more of that engineering mindset and real, built unique systems uh, to make us stand out compared to other PR firms. Oh, I, I, I 100% believe that having a different perspective um, gives you a leg up on other people because there is a cookie cutter approach, right? Yes, there are best practices that everybody needs to follow regardless of the industry, but coming from the other end of the same industry, meaning the user end, the consumer end, is not a bad thing. Um, so, again, where in the Far East did you end up and, and how did that happen? So, I ended up mostly in Asia. Uh, I spent a lot of my time in Vietnam and Thailand. And it was actually the book, The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Uh, that's what started my entire entrepreneurship journey. I was in my second year of work and I read the book and I just, it was the only moment in my life that I realized that I was probably doing something wrong or needed to make a change where I just didn't feel like I had that satisfaction. I felt like if I didn't try this, you know, I would very much regret it in the future. And I think that a lot of people use the saying, but you know, when I'm 60 or 80, it was very hard for me to quit my job, but would I regret quitting my job? And the answer was no, I would regret not trying, not traveling, not experiencing life. And so that was kind of what flared it. It really wasn't the desire to run a business. It was the desire to live. Hey, uh, uh, nobody's going to argue with that, right? Uh, <laughs> People who work their entire lives to retire don't have the physical wherewithal to enjoy the retirement that they've envisioned their entire life. So you got to do what you can when you can. Exactly. So, so tell me about the the first days of Otter PR. Where did you set up shop? Yeah, so it was built out of uh, I when I moved back, I had some success overseas and kind of as any entrepreneur would have fluctuations. So I had really good months, really bad months. And I moved back in with my business partner at the time. Um, in Orlando, Florida. And we actually started the business out of the apartment. We were both doing uh, marketing, specifically more social media stuff, um, as well as e-commerce. We kind of, two entrepreneurs had our hands in everything and we we're looking for what would really kind of fit. Uh, and so we started out of the apartment and right at the beginning of COVID, 
uh, is kind of where we basically launched. And so we launched through COVID. Um, we hired our first employee right as they were doing shutdowns. Um, and that's actually one of our big pieces of success was we were able to start hiring people while everyone else was letting people go. And so we were, we had, you know, the head of SeaWorld's communications was furloughed. And so we hired her at a massive discount just because, I mean, we're a startup, we couldn't afford it anymore. Um, but that was a huge advantage for us. And we were able to work with PR firms that were tiny one person, two person shops that were struggling with the marketing side, but were really good with the producing results side. And so we found those people and we started bringing them in and bringing them as partners. Um, and we started off as a, more of a contractor model where we had some employees and some contractors and we we're contracting work with small firms and partners, kind of solo entrepreneurs that were having success. Um, and we were very lucky that we were able to build a process that they enjoyed. And so they kind of decided to come work with us, W2, full time, and basically leave their firms behind in the sense they brought their books over just because they realized that we were covering a lot of the risk. Um, all, any refunds they were still getting paid, anything like that was covered. We were getting the insurance, we were dealing with the sales, we were dealing with, you know, at the beginning, some upside clients. And so all they had to do was go do the, the process, which they enjoyed. Uh, and so that was a big piece of our success was, you know, really just, finding talent when no one else was looking. Well, and then you end up with very happy employees, right? You've saved them from uh, unemployment lines, which yes. were not exactly fruitful in a timely manner at the beginning of uh, COVID. The entire system just sort of came to a screeching halt there for a while. And in terms of your, your clients, what sort of verticals are you servicing? What, you know, what industries are working with Otter PR? Yeah, so we're very diverse in the way we work with clients and who we work with. One of, again, through the, the COVID and through startup, we started very affordable prices. Our, our pricing for full service was $500 a month uh, to work with a PR agency just because we were new, we were experimenting, we were learning in beta. Uh, and so that ability to start low basically brought in a lot of new businesses, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and kind of smaller businesses. So you're, you're thinking six figures and under uh, really were kind of where we started off just learning what we're going to do. And what we found is it was harder to get those people covered because they had less success, less story, but we were still able to do it. And that was part of our strength was we were having a lot of success with these businesses that weren't successful. Um, and it, that makes sense. And so we were able to slowly tail, tailor that up. And uh, now we work with senators. Alibaba is our largest client, which is one of the biggest companies in the world. Wow. Uh, and yeah. And so we've been able to really take that process. And again, it's kind of like learning to ski on ice. It's so much harder to learn to ski on ice. And once you finally find powder, you're like, oh, this is so easy. This is great. I'm really good. And so that's kind of what we did as entrepreneurs is we learned to ski with on ice. And then we just brought that over into stories that, you know, Alibaba, and we sent out an email and we get 20 responses. And that's just you're getting almost 100% response rate because it's Alibaba. They would love to interview someone from that company. And so that was part of our success is just learning how to do it the hard way. Again, coming from another, if you come from a different perspective with an open mind, um, you, you may end up being more flexible and agile than people who have been doing it for quite some time. Obviously, it's working for you. What what sort of problems are you solving for clients like Alibaba? Yeah, so it's really about communication. Uh, and to be honest, for the first couple of years of being a PR professional, like I didn't really understand what people even meant by communication. Is it's and what I mean by that is you know it's how you're telling the story to the media. So that it's impactful. Because uh, if I can tell you a story and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool, Scott. But if someone else can tell you the exact same story, but narrate it better and make it more clear, more meaningful to them and make sense to their life and make an impact to their day to day, that's good communications. And so it's really getting a story across in a way that's impactful to 
the majority of people, more people, most people, whatever that is, it's making it a bigger impact, especially when it comes to journalists and editors. Uh, I, when I'm on a sales call, I explain media, it's a currency because these journalists, these editors, TV broadcast, they need eyeballs. And a lot of them are struggling for eyeballs right now with social media, things like that. So if we can take a story and make it unique for them and help them get more eyeballs, get more attention, they're going to have more success. And then they're going to want to work with us more and work with that client more. Yeah, it, it, I think uh, human fiber and, and connection is as important or more important than it's ever been, especially since most of us are sitting in front of laptops when we're having conversations, right? There's not that palpable sense of a person in the room. So if you can tell a story in a way that draws people in and and gives them connectivity, then you're, you know, you're way ahead of the game. Um, is there any particular size of company you guys, obviously Alibaba is massive. Right? <laughs> I, I assume you're still, you're still open to all size clients. We're open to most size clients. Uh, so traditionally now we're looking at kind of a million uh, annual revenues on the smaller side. Uh, depends. We have some clients that have pretty much no revenue and they just enjoy doing it. They'll we'll have backing from whatever, other sources. So we do a lot of thought leadership for people that, you know, on the higher end. So our, our monthly package starts at $4,000 a month and goes up. Um, so it's, it's not cheap. It's it, honestly, as it comes to public relations, it, it's also not on the ultra expensive where a lot of, if you go to work at Edelman, it's a million dollar minimum contract with them. So we're still kind of in that affordable range in that sense. Um, but we're open to most clients. What we really look for is someone who's passionate, someone who can speak well, um, and someone who wants to work with us and, has a good story or is willing to work with us to create that story. Um, so we're just working. I mean, we want to work with people that want to, want to succeed. Of course. <laughs> the idea of hiring a PR firm when you don't want to succeed would be a little counterintuitive. You would be surprised. We have so many, <laughs> we have clients turn down national coverage and don't do interviews just be, for whatever reason. Um, but there are some clients that we get that, you know, we find that they, they don't want to work with our model and they don't want to show for interviews and they, they don't want to succeed. So those are, we, we do fire clients and we're very selective with clients we bring on. And it really is less about the revenue they're making and more about the effort they're going to make to really have success in the media. And if, you know, not everyone's the best speaker on TV, but if they're willing, we have media trainers. So if they're willing to work with our media trainers and improve and build that case study that then we're happy to work with them. Well, you've come a long way from $500 a month clients to being able to pick and choose who you want to work with, right? That's, that, that's yeah. an excellent place to be in. Tell me about the last couple of years. Um, and obviously, you've already let us know that you were able to find great uh, talent during COVID. Tell me about growing the business through COVID. Yeah, so there were a couple of things that helped us with success. One of those, again, using COVID as an opportunity to find great talent, people that were furloughed, let go, or kind of unsure about job security. We were kind of able to give them that job security. And a lot of them, we started slow. We did that 1099 contractor starting. And then as they built trust in us, we were able to offer them W-2. Uh, the next thing that we did that we really focused on was education and training. Our model was a little different because it was built by entrepreneurs, engineers. My business partner is a doctor. Um, so we, like you said, had a different perspective and a different view on what needed to be done. So we built our own training. Um, and once we had a really good training, it actually takes 90 days. It's an entire, we call it a semester basically mm -hmm. of training where it's assessments, it's tests, it's videos, it's engagement, it's activities. It's actually walking through with a client and being on call. So it's, it's this really immersive process. Um, and that was the next big step for us because then we were able to hire people straight out of college who had no experience in a professional career 
and walk them through this course. And then at the end of it, you know, they had a master's at OtterU, um, but they were able to then go work with Alibaba and go, we, like I said, we have senators as clients. They could go talk to a senator and press them. And that was important to us is, you know, how do we, that's the future of our business is education. Um, we've also really focused on not hiring media professionals. We'll hire people with degrees that kind of fit that, but we don't like to, we won't go for poach a publicist from another firm. It just doesn't work with our model. We look for, you know, expert broadcasters, um, communicators, writers, people that are really good at telling stories. And that's where we focused is that storytelling piece of it. Like I mentioned, the no one really wants to pay for communications, but that is the core of the business that we're doing. What they're paying for is the results, which is the publications, but you don't get the publication with the communications. So some of our biggest hires are TV national correspondents. And that's been a success because they can tell a story. They can spin a story. And so that that's what we've done a little different. Um, past that, we do a lot of automation and system building. So I meant we use Asana, which is our our active campaign. <laughs> we use Asana, which is our project management software, uh, and active campaign, which is our CRM. But it all kind of feeds in beautifully, so you can track where, what the client's doing, when they're doing, it, and what needs to happen next. And how many employees do you have now? So we're about to cross the sixty point uh, oh, in three years. Yeah, fabulous. Uh, that's an impressive rate of growth. It hurts a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Well, hey, hey you know, you got to go for it, right? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't doesn't happen by itself. Um, what's the what's the story behind the name Otter PR? So there is, we've made creative stories around it, um, but the truth is, it was a marketing play. So people connect better with. It's the truth for a marketing company. We should have a, a marketing answer. People connect better with things that they already know and understand. And so when you think of otters out of context of Otter PR, you think of animals that are fun, they're playful, uh, you enjoy seeing them in the wild, You, a lot of people love otters. And so that was really it. And the other piece of it was otter PR is a really easy domain. Uh, no one misspells it. Everyone <laughs> knows what it is. And it, you, you remember it, but you also remember it quicker. It's kind of like apples. Apples, obviously, very short, simple, but once you're like, oh, I've heard of Apple before, and it has nothing to do, obviously, Apple's one of the biggest companies, but it has nothing to do with the fact that Apple's everywhere. It has to do with the fact that you've heard Apple a hundred times. So We'd only been in business in three months and people were like, oh yeah, I've heard of Otter PR before. I'm like, no, you haven't. Like you, there's no way. Um, but it's because we built that name brand that people can trust just based off of using their trust for otters. Nicely done. No, I mean, it's pretty hard not to smile when somebody says otter. Don't, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just a natural response. Um, hold on one second. I just want to. No worries. What makes you guys stand out from your competition? That's a good question. So what makes us stand out from our competition is really, I mentioned our process is different. We're really more designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs is kind of one of our, our slogans. But one of the things that pretty much no firm does that does organic pitching and organic storytelling is a month to month option. Uh, and we did that because we want to do month to month with guarantees. Uh, and our whole kind of idea behind that was we wanted to make sure that you were comfortable and we wanted to promise you results. And then you had the opportunity to fire us at any time as you would any employee. Um, so basically that at will employment was critical for what we thought an entrepreneur would actually want or a business would actually want because you don't want to be tied into this person for a year, two years, a million dollars, two million dollars, and they get you no results. Um, we've worked with clients that have worked with top firms and they've been there a year, two years, and we truly can do more in one month than these firms have done in years. And part of it is because they have that safety net, that, that contract, and they'll overpromise it. They'll tell them how long it takes to build a relationship and do all of these things. And we removed all of that. And so the clients one month in have an option. Any client one month in has an option to fire us. 
and they can, you know, obviously we'll do discounts for long term, but they can pick that month to month. And then, you know, maybe six months in, they say, Hey, I'd like to, you know, upgrade to an annual plan with you guys because I've built that trust. And that was critical for us. And I think that ability to make the sale more transactional, uh, I can close an $8,000 sale on the phone and it'd be $8,000 a month. So, you know, almost $90,000 a year because it's monthly and it's transactional and they can every month they can make the decision to fire us. And it's really, we get to the end of the month, show them the reports and say, Hey, you know, you got a million views on these 10 articles that we got you. You got top tier. You're now putting this on your, your email signature. All of these things we get to show as proof of work. And so we don't get fired often. And that's, that's part of our success. Hey, the term disruptor gets thrown around a lot, but you guys are obviously a disruptor in this segment. And it just shows that you trust your own your own process to work, that uh, you don't need to sign somebody up for a year to show them the results. Nicely done. What is something you would like to be celebrating personally and professionally one year from now? <laughs> uh, so I have one big goal um, right now. It's to hit 10 million a year. Um, with annual revenue, it's been a goal for about a year and a half. Uh, we always 10x the goal. It's if I've been covering the news over a thousand times, and a lot of the interviews I've done is I started my entrepreneurship journey with a goal of ten dollars a day, uh, and so it's watching that kind of double and 10x and 10x and 10x. Uh, and so now the goal is, is 10 million. Um, and we actually just bought a building, so that was really exciting. We bought a building downtown St. Pete, uh, so 8,000 square feet. So we, we view that as a piece of, you know, getting there is that social proof, that ability to, to grow. And right now, half the building is empty because we don't have a big enough team, which is again, awesome. It gives us that ability to grow into it. Um, but the, the big goal for us is, is 10 million a year. Um, and really be one of the biggest names in, in the space. Congratulations on the building. And, Thank and, you. and personally. <laughs> Travel more. Uh, so I, I mentioned my personal goal would be to travel more. I mentioned that, you know, I quit my job and I really wanted that, that freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted to do it. And I've lost that freedom as we've grown to a company of 60. Um, we have a really strong org structure and a really strong management team, which is part of our success. So it still allows me, I'm only really working with four or five people on a given day, but I still need to be here. And I'm still, you know, I'm a, a W2 employee of the company. So I have the title, you know, founder. I also have the title CEO. I am still an employee. And so, Eventually, I would like to have a little bit more freedom to go take a week and not have to worry about much. And that's one of the goals that we're working on. And it's kind of the personal and business goal, but it allows me to have that that freedom to go to the beach at two o'clock and, and know that everything's taken care of. And no one from the team is going to be upset because we have all the process in place that's needed. I repeat, nicely done. Uh, <laughs> you've got the right mindset and energy to push the slippery rock up the hill, as it were. So uh, there's uh, a you kept the little guy right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't even looking at that. That's, that's a phrase I tossed around. It's a, you have manifested it in three <laughs> Nice. Yes. Well, Scott Bartnick of Otter PR, thank you for spending some time with us. Please tell everyone what your URL is, where they can find you, and what social media channels you're using these days. Yeah, so you guys can reach out anytime to otterpr.com. Um, you can book a consultation with me, their team, and we're happy to talk to you. Uh, if you just have a quick question, Instagram is probably the best way to reach me. It's found Scott. On Instagram, I do respond to all my DMs. So if you shoot me some information, if, mostly if you ask me a question, I will respond to the question. If you just say hi, I might ignore it. Um, but other than that, happy to work with you guys and happy to talk to you. And if you are looking for PR, please reach out to autopr.com. Well, hey, I wish you all the best. And may you find yourself on a beach somewhere for an entire week without having to worry about Otter PR because things are, are just rolling so smoothly. Scott yeah. Bartnick of Otter PR, thanks for spending some time with us today on Business Ninjas. 
Thank you for having me. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.